rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. One. We're back, baby. Yes, sir. It's another week of your boy SLT. I'm Model Talks, man. Uh, the safe place for keeping a player where you keep it kosher every time, all the time. I look like I got black eyes. I got, you know, bags on my eyes. I need to either I need a vacation or I need to go, you know, go get a, mas a massage or something like that, man. See these bags on my eyes, man. I'm getting too old to have bags on my eyes. It takes black some more naps, man. Schedule some naps. <sighs> you know what? I need to, but then, you know, that's when the niggas say, uh, you know, they say, you know, when you out here getting it, there's no time for sleep. Sleep is a cousin of death. But I agree. I'm a I'm a fan of naps. I'm an advocate of naps. I just need to take more naps. It's very difficult to get a nap on a weekday. A good, nap, sure. a good nap during a weekday. So that's probably why I realized, like, if I don't do nothing on the weekend, I sleep a lot. I'll be on yeah. out. Bro, but I've heard a few successful people talking about they schedule naps. Like, like... They take a two-hour nap in the middle of the day, like you know what I'm saying. Obviously, you kind of gotta maybe work for yourself or be have a flexible type of schedule. But yeah, I I I know the benefits of sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta do it. I, I used to think I slept too much. Definitely, like when you was younger, like especially college days, I thought like I slept a lot. I was like, well, I felt like I was sleeping. Then I had an uncle. And he slept a lot. Like he was always like when I was growing up, it seemed like he was always sleep. He died when he was forty. So I always oh. equated that with like maybe that's why he died because he was just. And I felt like I don't want to sleep my life away because I feel like he kind of did it. Like my all my memories of him, all my memories of him is him just being asleep. Yeah. Like being sleep. Like oh he sleep in the basement. Oh he sleep. Not like he was a unsuccessful guy. Like he was he, he was making good money and stuff like that. But it's just like. He's always sweet. I can see that. So I see both sides. I see both sides. Like I do, I, I enjoy a great afternoon nap. It's a great way of revitalizing the mind and the body, you know, um, to the next, the later part of the day. But maybe it's my schedule. You know, I don't know. I got to reevaluate myself. I'm 30. I can't be living the same life I used to. Like, you know, I, I, I want to wake up earlier in the morning. That's hard. You know, you know, trying to get the gym at six. You know, I feel like that's the that's the untapped market that that real estate that I just haven't untapped yet. Yeah. Six AM, five, five, four, five, you know, that area that area Nigga. in the morning. Like the rock. Yeah. Like that. I did like I said, I told you I had that boot camp for that one week and I was up at four AM. I was at the gym at five AM. And it wasn't bad, but then, like I said, it was because I didn't have to be at work until 10. Uh -huh. It's different now that I got to be at work at 8. I know that I ain't going to have that little hour and a half to cool down and chill sure. and maybe catch a 
catch some Z's and then get up and get going again. I don't know. I've been thinking about it because I got the gym membership now. And I'm like, I want to try that 4 a.m. again, but it's like, I got to be at work at 8. Yeah, that means you got to be asleep by like 8. I'm, I'm past the t- it's 10. We record right now. It is 940. I know. Shit. I was some, trying to get some cheeks. Then I don't even know if I'm going to have the energy to get you know <laughs> Shit, I built it up too. I was talking dirty in the text today too. I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, yeah. And uh nigga might have to be that letdown. <laughs> be like, you was talking all that shit and you went to sleep. Man, yeah. I, I, I actually that was a good question that I, I heard on the radio. The guy that was with his uh his lady for I think it was five years. He said the spark is his the spark is uh is 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 uh is going down, right? Mm-hmm. He's asking for ways to keep it spicy. Because one thing he acknowledged is that that nude love, like when you like that's why people like I think people like uh people like being single. It's like when you're texting other people, especially when you're like getting that nose that, that know you face, it's like you get giddy a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like sure. shorty, shorty pulls up heavy in a text or whatever. Or you start meeting people, and you're like, "Oh, I, you know, you just booked a joint." You know that first couple of months when you after you book a joint, y'all just texting, and she hit back. And yeah, like, man, it's thrilling. That's thrilling. Man. And he was like, five years in, we just don't got that giddiness anymore." Do you have any uh, tips for this young man on, you know, keeping the spark alive? I don't know, man. I think what you got to obviously, I, I don't want you to out. I don't want you to fuck yourself out and get tired of the pussy either. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because early on you probably fuck a lot off four or five times a week, anywhere, everywhere. You know what I'm saying after five years, I'm sure it's like you didn't you didn't fucked a lot. So I think you need to space out your fucking. Maybe only be once or twice a week. You know what I'm saying, and it's to give you time to build build up your 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 drive again and maybe anticipate the sex. I think that might be a good thing because if you kind of like become routine about it even though I'm trying to kind of recommend recommending a routine, uh, just change your sex routine. Because, oh. you know, you get into a cycle, like, oh, we only fuck on Saturday night, or we only fuck Friday night, or we only fuck in the morning, or we only fuck in the night. You know what I'm saying? Like, try to try to spice that up, you know? And then, because that's, that's, a, that's a fucking real-ass question. That's probably for somebody who's been in a relationship for 20-plus years to be answering, bro. I ain't been in a relationship that long. I ain't been in a relationship no five years. I don't know how I'm going to feel after five years. If I'm gonna be like 20, really 20 years, they be swinging now. So, bro, out. you see what people do, man. People be having hall passes. People be just cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They cheating to keep their I, relationship. I get it. I get it when somebody be like, yo, I've been married 15 years, bro. Like, you know, my marriage is open. Like, I just, I get it. Like, I don't judge niggas anymore. I'm like, how you have, like, niggas like how you i can't i can never share my partner with somebody well you're not really sharing them you're just loading them out for the night or whatever you know yeah what man and then it's like that's why marriage you know say marriage is supposed to be a partnership like you're building together you know financially you've got family you're establishing a legacy that's sex is kind of separate from that it's a lot of the times like you can have all of that like boom we got these houses we got these properties we, we work well together we're good parents we're a good couple we just Every once a month. That's the most player shit, actually, when you can be like, you know, I'm sorry, baby, I got to go with my wife. And she's like, what? And, you know, your wife knows about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The level of comfortability 
that you know a lot of people don't have or yeah. don't want to be until like it's, and then that's better than being that's better than cheating because we know niggas have been in relationships for years been cheating for years yeah you know what i'm saying niggas married to this day and they they go out on one night a week and they come home when they come home and they 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 come you know what I'm saying? I got a show for you. I got a show for you. You know, you know that you know the great TLC got it. What? Called, oh, uh, I seen it. I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's uh, what's it? The political. My ex polit and my wife. No, my it's my ex um, and my girlfriend. Uh, no, seeking sister wives. Oh, okay, that's a different one. Yeah, seeking that's sister what, wives. That's what the, the the man has. They have the polygamy. He has the two wives, three wives. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic because there's a lot more black people into it than I thought about it. But it's like, it's not like he's, you would think like, oh, he's just fucking having threesomes all the time. No, he legit has two wives and they have separate lives. Like they live in the same house, but he's like, he's sleeping in bed with one, one you know, a couple of days with one wife, a couple of days with the other wife, you know, but they work as a unit. They're not just fucking each other all, all crazy willy nilly. Yeah. So it's interesting well, that and especially like, cause you talk about relationships. I've been watching House a lot, the uh, the show House MD, and it was a show where this woman got sick and she was in an open relationship with her husband. And the husband, she was the uh, the wife was having sex with a, like two partners, two different partners, but the husband wasn't having sex with anybody. He was like, "Yo, I'm really satisfied with just her," but she needs multiple partners. And they like, look, this is the understanding. He knows about it. I know the dudes, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, some some partners are really satisfied with just one person. Mm -hmm. That's, you know what I'm saying? And then in sister wife situation, say the one or the wife just wants the husband and the other wife just wants the husband, but the husband wants two. You know what I'm saying? Like people's yeah. desires are different. People's yeah. levels is different. Like some, some people really get committed to somebody and they're like, I don't need anything else. You satisfy me sexually and emotionally and financially and some people are like well you satisfy me emotionally and financially but sexually i'm still got more in the tank mm -hmm. <laughs> and i'm gonna be honest i've been having real conversations like in my life about like realistic expectations about what's what's it gonna be you know what i'm saying like are we like you know what i'm saying just you and me you know what I'm saying? Like, what if I look at another woman? What if I think about another woman? What if I, you know what I'm saying? What if I see a woman and I want to take that woman on a date? Like, is there any space for that in a relationship? Possibly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm -hmm. it's definitely becomes more viable. And I think that's a product of 2021. Because back in the 90s and shit like that, it's just like, I feel like it was easier. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have telephone. You didn't have cell phone. You didn't have cable television and all shit like that it's like it's different man it's different speaking of <laughs> speaking of satis satisfying sexually are you caught up on love like a locker no i'm not i'm i'm one behind so i saw when that nigga pulled up on shorty when she was getting in the uber yeah and uh i think i didn't even finish that episode oh no that wasn't over that was her ex name that wasn't an uber no, he dropped her off right from the. Yeah, he dropped her off. Then he was like, "Yo, she didn't go inside. She just that was her ex. She, that was her ex. Why she getting the? She like she was getting it back. Oh, that wasn't Uber. Okay, now, that was her ex. I'm gonna catch up tonight. And, but and, and you know, no spoilers. You know, he pulled up on her. He he. She's crazy. You know, 
I, he grew a little bit of balls. You know, he's been growing more balls, you know, pause uh, throughout the episodes. And he's getting fed up over shit. So, you know, um, I did my Google today. I was on YouTube. Uh, thank you for sending me the link. You know, he was on live. And mm-hmm. he was like, you know, karma's a bitch, you know. She was wilding. I, you know, I'm sick and tired of this joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's keeping it 100. Like, he's realizing that he's a king. You know? <laughs> he got, he, listen, he like he got enough that he can please a woman, at least like get a woman and keep her. Like, you got a crib, you got a car, good job. You obviously got enough to trick on her. You can trick on somebody that will appreciate your tricking more. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, yeah, I just. Hey, come to find out, he's an ex military nigga. Yeah. So it's making more sense to me now. Oh, everything makes more sense now. Like, you put the military into it, like, they don't, they don't take long. They move fast. They read like, <laughs> them niggas get deployed. Some I seen a, I seen a meme the other day. It was like a nigga in the desert, like in the military zone. He was like crying. He was like, when you see that your wife paid fifty seven sixty one at CVS at three in the morning, <laughs> you deployed. <laughs> so basically, Sh- Shawty bought a Plan B at in the middle of the night, and you and you overseas and shit. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to spoil it, you know. Tap in with the newest episode, you know. Um, you know, we gotta do our, our weekly, you know, reality TV check-ins. You know, I just caught up on the newest episode of uh, you know, 90 Day Fiance. Bro, know. as we're recording, you know, the single life is on right now. Correct. Big Ed, Colt. I'm watching Colt going to fucking speed dating right now. Are you you got you got Discovery Plus? Oh, you got money. No, no, it's on TLC. They put they putting some of the episodes on the regular jump. Oh, I didn't even check that out. I'm watching the single life. The single Cold life. Cole thinking on a date. Cole. Oh, Cole thinking was getting some bitches. Though. I ain't gonna cap. He was getting bitches. I just seen this nigga in speed up, but he loses bitches. He don't be keeping them. He lost every all of them bitches be mad and throwing shit at him and fighting him. And and it's 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 for me, I gotta ask, like, is he eating bitch? Is he eating uh, is he eating ass? Like he gotta be. I just seen him in the speedos. It wasn't much down there. <laughs> 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 he gotta be. He, he, unless he a big listen. I'm not gonna talk about a man penis like that, but I'm just saying, um, Coachy look like he get down with it. He get down with it. And speaking of, you right. Every joint, every joint he got, they be going crazy for some. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's 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 more than just money. He looked like he's like a like, lover. Like he looked like he really know how to like make love to a woman. You feel me? Like. Mm-hmm. Candles, body rub, like he he Colt looked like he know how to make love. Pause. But um speaking of love after lockup, remember that old the old nigga with the bad toupee? Yeah. And he was he was trying to get freaky put in a dungeon and put on a straight jacket and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh I don't know why I just brought that nigga up, but he's a he's a nasty freak nigga too. He couldn't even oh, yeah. he, he was so horny he couldn't even get her in the house without pissing her off because he wanted to fuck so much. Yeah, he couldn't even he- he be doing old, old white, old white man shit. Like, just want to go cuddle for a little bit. You know, you don't want to fucking cuddle. Like, you want to try to hump her so bad, but he ain't even warming the pussy up yet. He wants the microwave pussy. You gotta preheat the pussy. Put set it on four twenty five. Wait till the. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I want to do it right now. Charlie just got out of jail. Let her. You know what I'm saying? Don't do like my man Deontay, cause she ready. She bout it. You just moving too fast. Yeah, that nigga's a wild nigga. He had the dungeon set up. 
But that makes more sense. But it also is characteristic of an old white man with money. You yeah, know they be nasty. They they on some nasty shit all the time. Trying so, to get fucked in the ass and put it put in a straight. He said put in a cage. He, he put his dick on front street. He said, "I am with everything." He said, "I'm with whatever." So when when a white man says he's with whatever. That ain't like when Pop Smoke said he would whatever. That's nah, just he, like he get pegged. He get pegged. He do whatever. So I'm gonna put the put the ball gag in my mouth. Thank <laughs> you. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, you can tell that nigga's a wild boy, fam. First of all, you know he wild about his fucking wig, man. That wig that nigga got on is so trash. Because it's not even the color of the rest of his head. He didn't even take the time to dye his his real hair to the color of the wig. He got gray hair on top of a, underneath a brown wig. The man is sick. He couldn't even get no pussy though. I mean, she put the pussy on him before she went to jail, so he's been going crazy since then. But that's our that's our uh, our breakdown. Um, once you catch up with love after lockup. We'll talk about it, you know. You oh, know, yeah. We'll be back next week. I'm going to watch it tonight. That's probably what I watch. That's, the, that's the show that keeps on giving. Um, but how you been, man? You know? Life's really good, you know? Life is good, man. Life is good. I ain't got no complaints. You know, I'm still looking better every day. I'm, I'm beginning my social media um, push, you know what I'm saying? So everything will be ramping up. You know, I kind of got some fire lit up under my ass. For content and things of that nature so i'm really focusing on content for the show and then comedy content coming up with like reels and things of that nature i put my first reel up today people go watch it <laughs> so i'm a page hey, that's the hack though that's the hack bro yeah and i so, want you to do it for that i want you to do it for the pod too start doing the reels. i'm gonna, gonna dedicate yeah you know like you can scroll on an explore page like yeah like the middle button for Instagram is reels and you can just scroll. Mm-hmm. So that's how niggas get mad views and shit. I got a fire lit under my ass, you know. I gotta I gotta put more energy into into all of this. So, you know. But one of these things gonna pop, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and it's just about putting the energy there, man. Um it, it's it's been like I compared to this, like I was crawling, walking, now it's time to run. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like niggas was we got it up, got it rolling. Now it's walking. Now we got to get the pace and just take off with it. So I'm excited about putting more energy into to social media in particular, trying to figure out the algorithm mm-hmm. on, a real, on a real level. So that's that's what I'm at. How, how are you, my, my good brother? You know, like you said, life is treating me well. I might need to go see him uh, get, get these bags in the eyes. I need to- but you know, live stream. Well, I got money in my pocket. You know, bills are paid. And, you know, I got a spark under me. You know, with this uh, management management thing. So, you know, thirty one right up the street. I got a tattoo appointment. You know, in September. There you so, go. You know, self care. Can't complain, man. You know, I could I, I could be worse. I could be broke. I could be dead. I could be I could be poor. You know what I'm saying? So. Everything's yeah, really- man. You gotta remember that that gratitude part because it's like we always looking forward, but you always gotta take that moment to just be thankful about everything that's that you got. You know what I'm saying? I got a new jam. I got twisted tees. I got nigga. I had one of them one night. That, that shit. That shit ain't bad. I'll tell you. Yeah, I, 
I, you know, it's a, I mean, I can't really tell with the 5%, but if I had a nice little, you know, some rum or some whiskey in here, that might be my new jam. I might be on some uh, Frank Gallagher shit. You don't need to be on no Frank Gallagher shit. <laughs> or I might be on some um, officer, uh, what's the name? What's my man from uh, uh, Trailer Park Boys? Oh, uh, Julian. Yeah, I might be on some Julian now, shit. Now, see, Julian, I could get with Julian. You know what I'm saying? Julian was a thinker. He, he was always plotting, making plans and shit. Julian and Julian, Julian kept the, the buzz at a right level for whole days. Like, he, like he, knew, he knew when to take a sip and when to chill. Like, he, you know, like, he, he, he kept... He, he lived his life like he had a, a dometer, an a, a alcohol meter running at all times. Yes, he and when it got a little low, even Leahy figured it out. RP, RP Leahy. Yeah, um, RP. People, if you don't know, we're talking, we're talking about Trailer Park Boys is a series on Netflix. But even Leahy, he had it when he was had the liquor under control when he had the breathalyzer and he would check it and <laughs> if it dropped down, he would breathalyze himself. And it would drop down, he'd take a little sip and get himself right back up to that. He found the, he found the sweet spot. And he, he said Julian naturally just knew the sweet spot. Every, you know what I'm saying? Julian just kept his cup. And when he got a little stressed or anything happened, he'd take a sip and get right get right to the perfect amount of fucked up to where he could you know, do what he needed to do. I think that's, that's in life, especially with alcohol, it's really about finding that sweet spot. Or even with weed, like when I was, you know, I know when you're, you know, when you're outside, you know, partaking, partaking, in, you know, the ganja, you know, when it's like you smoke too much. Yeah, like, man. I, if I roll this last one, I might get fucked up, but, or I might get too high, but you will never know what your sweet spot is until you've gone over. So I think that's a, that's a, that's a metaphor about life. Alcohol specifically, because I, I know now. When you know when you're about to say like this shot will have me fucked up, yes, it's it's a definitely no. It's no a, you. Go ahead. No, but it's such a tough balance because like that's why like you know you hear about white people talking about microdosing like shrooms or microdosing weed or edibles, but alcohol is so hard to gauge, especially when you're having fun and you out in the world. It's like you you know when you good, but it only take one to. <laughs> Tell your ass is off. Yeah. Yeah. But you just like, and you can always pinpoint it too. Like with alcohol, you can definitely pinpoint it. Like I, I knew that's when I was fucked up. Like, but you don't, it's like, ah, it's like you don't never want to, when you're in the spot and it's lit, like you say, you're having fun, you don't never want to have nothing in your hand. Nothing not in your hand. You look weird if you don't have nothing in your hand. Like you in a bar, you in a club, you don't got a, a a shot or a beer or a drink. You look look. It's weird. awkward. It's awkward. It's awkward. It's like what? It's, it's like Ricky Bobby. I don't know what to do. And I'm gonna tell you this. I was with um when I with uh my lady coworkers the, uh, last night, and I don't know any of these people. So it's like liquor provides you like a little social lubricant. Oh yeah. You got something to do. If you ain't got nothing to say, what do you do? You take a drink. And then who know you know? And then after a while, you got something to say because you feel on a little buzz. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, how was that experience? You know, you didn't know none of none of these people. Was it was See, it a mixed crowd? Whites, black drugs, drugs, 
Okay. Drugs bring people together because we had the alcohol, and then you know what? One of the white boys was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go to the car and roll up," and I was like, "You know what? I like you." <laughs> so then the white boy rolled up. We hit the J, and next thing you know, we fast friends. We cool now. Did he so have the pack? Did he have the pack? Drug. He he had the pack. It wasn't the Zah. <laughs> I've literally never said that. But it, it was some good. It was good. You know, white boys be having some good shit. White boys. Yeah, yeah. Show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You enjoyed it. You know, you enjoyed your experience. You know, was this your first time hanging out with your, your ladies' coworkers? No, this is my second time. Second time. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other time it was it was someone's birthday, and it was it was it was drugs again, man. You always like I, I feel like maybe it's just me. I always find someone to smoke weed, and either they have it or I have it on me. Uh, I haven't had it on me like normal. But back then, the first time I had a J ready, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, hey, I'm gonna go spark the J. And she kind of tell me, oh, he smoked, he smoked, she smoked, she smoked. And I'm like, hey, dude, invite them. Do they want to come smoke? And boom. That's impressive. That's uh, you know, I realized that when I've gone out with some of uh, my ladies' coworkers, alcohol was definitely a catalyst, you know. Um, it's just that lubrication to have, like real authentic conversations with people and you know you can uh i've gotten myself in trouble not in a bad way but just like getting too much tea work tea like and the, and the problem with me when i get drunk i get a little petty a little petty especially if what? I, I know a little bit <laughs> oh, okay yeah i know like you know like your girl gives you work tea right and i be yeah. trying to like get more information about uh, try to like dig deeper into the you know why this person is this person especially if you you know your, your lady don't like a certain co-worker or whatever I'd be trying to figure out what's wrong with this person but oh man, I, yeah you're doing more than me yeah I'm a I'm a, I'm a people watcher so I like to yeah, analyze but do you have anything to keep it funky with this week man I do um I shared this in our group chat and it was it was very interesting, and, and and I believe it was a scam, but it was something that I found kind of funny. Um, I'm still on Snapchat, uh, and uh, you know sometimes there's people that add me, and I don't really know who they are, but I'm like maybe I know who they are, but I just don't know who they are by their name or whatever. But someone added me on Snapchat, and they had a little emoji. It was a girl or somebody. I was like maybe it's somebody I know, and they hit me with a message, and the message was. I'm a real legit sugar mama, and I'm here seeking for a real and legit sugar baby to spoil with money. And I'm here to take good care of you. I'm here to make you happy. So, so do you? So do you? See, there you go, a little typo. So do you seem interested to be my sugar baby? Text me, and then they drop their number. <laughs> now, I'm not gonna pursue this. I'm not gonna text nobody. I think it feel like a scam. First of all, who's hitting? What sugar mother is actively seeking? Well, I guess sugar mothers do actively seek. They do baby. seek. They do seek. But um, it's just I feel like it's a scam. But you know, like younger me would just make my kind maybe think about entertaining it, hitting them up, seeing, filling it out. Uh, at this point in my life, I'm probably just gonna leave it be and not not do no investigation. But you know, part of me is like, damn, it's a scam. Part of me is like, damn. If this was real, you know what I'm saying? 
but it's just like the percentage chance that it's being real is probably very low. You know I'm saying it's probably a dude or some weird creepy. Oh, it's person. a scammer. It's a scammer. It's a scammer. It's for sure a scammer. Next thing you know, let me know, like, hey, do you have a Bank of America bank account? <laughs> it's something you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna just send me a hundred dollars and I'll send you. You know what I'm saying? I can see it coming. Um, but it was funny when I seen it. I even posted in the group chat. I was like, yo, somebody. She said, I'm a legit sugar mama. The word mama legit. It's a legit. legit. Real, real legit. So that's a double, real and legit. Sugar mama, and I'm here seeking a real and legit sugar baby to spoil with money, and I'm here to take good care of you. I was like, damn, this is a dream. Only if it wasn't a scam. Would you? Would you? Would you go all the way? She say, all right, now I spoiled you. See, the woman, this woman, say this woman is real, right? It's probably she probably very unsightly. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, I I mean, I think I could get a, say, a say, certain say, level say, of sugar mom. Say she looked like Angela. You know, God bless Angela. You know, Angela from 90, 90 Day Fiance. Mm, see, Angela from 90 Day See, that's, that's, I couldn't do it. She got, I couldn't you got, do it. You got to recoup somehow. But it's like, for you to first, who, this person to be fishing like this, I don't know this person. For them to be fishing like this, it's a level of desperation in them, right? As opposed yeah. to like, say, I'm a, a wealthy woman who's very busy and doesn't have a lot of time to date, but wants to set up an arrangement. You know what I'm saying? That's an ideal situation. Like, you're a successful woman, very busy, you know what I'm saying? And you just want some dick on a consistent basis. And you like, you know what? I like you. You look good. I think you could you would qualify for the job. You fuck me good and go about your way and I'll give you $200 and... We do this once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. This ain't giving me them vibes. This is giving me either a, a very repressed homosexual man <laughs> or a, a, a Shrek-looking woman. Well, the, the the Snapchat is... So my scam meters is going off with the Snapchat one. I don't think Sugar Mamas are on Snapchat. Uh, <laughs> To the word legit, anytime somebody say legit, it's not legit. Yes, red flag, red flag. And then uh, there was a typo in there somewhere, you know. Yes, there was a typo. They didn't um, they didn't say the the shit right. I added a word in the end. It was like happy. To, uh, I'm here to make you happy. So do you interested to be my sugar baby? Text me. Do you interested? Was it, a US, was it a U.S. number? I don't know. I'm gonna look up the the the, zip, the area code right now. It's probably probably um, what's that? What's that? Probably WhatsApp. Number. Yeah, or a Google number. This is Houston, Texas area code. Oh. Okay. So how you even gonna be my sugar mama? You ain't in my state, ho. Should fly you out for now. Oh, oh, excuse me. My bad. She got money to spend. Act right. like you've been, act like you've been somewhere. <laughs> How am I act like I've been here before? I've never been here before. You know, bitches get flown all the time from different states. That's what I'm saying though. And like, I'm, I'm I will be the caliber of man that will that women will pay for sex. Don't don't get me wrong, but just not this woman. And then like. I'm, you know, I'll be looking for like, let me see if you got a story. Let me see what you look like. Man, ain't none of that. The, the, the account seems like a fake account. You know what mm -hmm. The little Snapchat score is mad low. 
You're not real. Mm-hmm. It was funny though. Made you feel it made you feel wanted though, didn't it? Uh, I I felt it, but I didn't need it. It wasn't like I needed to feel wanted. I'm I'm good with my want level. Yeah. You know, said so the little ego boosts make you feel good from time to time. Just let you know you still got heat in these streets, you know? That I'm not just cold, that you know what I'm saying? I'm not a little corpse out here. You know what I'm saying? Nick got some heat. You know what I'm saying? People wanna, you know what I'm saying? I feel that. I feel that. People, people wanna get at me. Um, I got one and a half. Keep it funky this week. So the first one, this is a half. Uh somebody posted a video of um three ninjas, right? Classic. Classic movie. But it was particularly the scene, the basketball scene was fun. And we probably need to revisit, even though three ninjas is goal level activity. I, yes. These movies were filmed horribly. They didn't have a lot of money for effects. <laughs> Bro, they had Cole jumping from the free throw line. They Cole had, was an eight-year-old boy. Exactly. They had Rocky catching oops at the rim. And you know, you know it was bad because they do the little cut scenes with, uh, like you could tell it was like they're jumping off a trampoline. Yeah. It was them type of cut scenes. Yeah. And it's like some these movies were really bad. Like so no, when bro. I so when so when people critique like Space Jam, like Space Jam 2, right? People are like I haven't watched Space Jam 2, right? People are critiquing LeBron James for like his acting performance or the movie in general. And you know, because we have the nostalgia factor of Space Jam. I watched Space Jam recently, the first one. Mm-hmm. It is garbage. It is a garbage film. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not a gold level film. The film is garbage, though. It's a bad remade film. The effects are bad. Michael Jordan is terrible. It was fucking fine. Okay, but, but you're, you're critiquing. It's made for kids, right? We love it because we were children. If you revisit it now, if you revisit it now. If you want to, we're not jump. talking about the. We're not talking about the soundtrack. Soundtrack is. I believe on. I could fly, nigga. We're not talking about the soundtrack. We're talking about if you. Even Michael more than Jordan, that. Michael Jordan had fifty lines in that movie. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not gonna allow you to say this. You could get off your. You could get off your. Tell, tape me, tell, me, tell, tell me. Tell me. why Space I Jam watched, is a classic movie. I watched Space Jam right after I watched the new Space Jam. And I was like, damn, LeBron's not a natural actor. You could he Michael sounded Jordan like he's either. he Michael was a better actor than LeBron. No, come on, no, he was not. Michael was a bet. Oh my God. Maybe, okay, maybe I'm stuck in my fandom. Whatever. Yeah, you're being a fan. But you are looking at a 95 movie with 2021 20, eyes. And with 31-year-old people nigga eyes. And and you're critiquing people. I'm not gonna say you because I don't know you. People are critiquing Space Jam 2 mm-hmm. with the same nostalgia that they have with Space Jam. But if you watch Space Jam again, it's not. It has, Space it's, Jam holds up. Larry Bird, Bill Murray, nostalgia, fucking nostalgia. Um, Newman. What are you talking about? Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny. This, what are you talking about? Nostalgia. The, the, the line that track. shit is not. 
Mute is coming. Mute stars, mute. nigga. They're the Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis. Like, what are you talking about? If you okay. think about I'm it, I'm gonna let you get your take off. I'm gonna let you get your take off. You can't tell me. Say. You cannot tell me. You, you're a cinephile, right? You love movies, just like I do. I love movies. I am a cinephile. So what about yes, it cinematically makes it such a classic movie? Besides First of all, the the real-life story that went alongside the Space Jam movie, number one. Okay. His retirement, coming back to baseball, wearing a 4-5, it, it, it adds more depth to the movie, number one. Then you add cartoons... Who doesn't love cartoons? Same you ask basketball. Who don't love basketball? It's an easy concept. Michael Jordan's the biggest player in the okay, biggest okay, star in the world. I'm what not going to say it's an Oscar level was, was movie. The script, was the script? Was the script award winning? The script. Okay, the script was probably I'm shaking. I'm just asking. Cinema. Listen. What, okay. How about this though? Your, all of your critiques of Space Jam are valid critiques. Okay. Just, I, I love Space Jam. I love Space Jam. But what I wanted to get back to is the three ninjas, right? Okay. I want to get back to three ninjas. We're not going to get hold up on Space Jam. You can have your feelings about Space Jam. Okay. That's fine. I still enjoy Space Jam I just too. as much I today as I did when I was eight years old watching it or five years old watching it. What's it that called? What's that called? Nostalgia, whatever. Okay. It's still, but whatever. And it holds up to me as an adult. It might not hold up to you as an adult. But you was talking about the basketball scene in the Three Ninjas. Yeah. The Three Ninjas was getting away with some egregious shit. Them niggas would be whole children, and then they would split to some fighting scene, and it'd be a grown-ass nigga fighting. It'd be like a, a whole Asian man. You could tell, like, that's not a child. That is an Asian man doing flips. You feel me? It's bad. They Like, when you think about Storyline: Their grandfather was Japanese. They don't look a look of look of Asian. They are white children. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but kind of they kind of diluted because their mother was only half, so they're only really a quarter. You know what I'm saying? But also the grandfather, the grandfather, old man. This nigga just gets spry as a bitch all randomly. He could jump in the trees and fucking whatever. But yes. But that adds to the, the to to the to the movie because it's like that shit is funny. You're like, yo, we could sit back and point out like, why is this nigga jump from the free throw? Why is this nigga doing a, a 360 windmill dunk and he's and he's seven? You feel me? It's it's funny. You can't I thought that was fire. I thought it was fire when I was a kid. You thought you could really do that shit. You're like, I'm gonna go to the court and you was doing it just on the little rim. They was playing in our faces, bro. Like. When he, just when he go watch your watch those ninety movies again, you're like yo. Besides, like my man Tavon said, like besides like the first Power Rangers, the rest of them were like. Listen, really I just watched the Power no, Rangers and, and the second Max. one. The second one too was fire too. No, the second one's trash. The one with Ooze? I don't. No, that's the first one. The second that's one the is when the Turbo, the Turbo when they uh when they had the cars and shit. I swear, Ooze was the second one, but you might be right. I'm trust me, I'm right. Um, I don't know why there was such a drop off in the Power Rangers movies, but Chris, if you look at a lot, I'm I'm, I'm agree with you on this, Keep Funky. A lot of the movies of our childhood, if you go back and look at it, you're like, yo, that is the most janky action. That that nigga, like somebody hit a nigga with a with a with a finger, and you like, why did he fly across the room? And we, I'm supposed to believe that that nigga really got knocked out 
I'm saying? And also, if you know anything about like action movies, it'll be like, you ever see a nigga get surrounded by a gang of niggas and they're fighting like 50 niggas? Yeah. Don't look at the nigga they fighting. Look at the people in the background. All they do is move side to side. Like they don't even <laughs> be trying to jump the nigga. They'll be like, ooh, ooh, they just be making themselves look busy because you're kind of focusing on the fight. It's I love this. I love pointing out things like this in movies. This is this is a great pastime of mine. And I'm happy that you are becoming a part of the, the, the group. Uh, yeah, I, I, for some reason, you remember there was a double uh double dragons movie off the video game? Like the video game movies were bad too. Well, Mario was okay. You you brought this up to me before. I never watched that Double Dragons movie. It's bad. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's, um, it's all horrible. If you go back and watch the Ninja Turtles movies, them shits are trash. <laughs> them them live action Ninja Turtle movies. If you yeah. watch them shits, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" They used to get off a whole bunch of bullshit, bro. I promise you. But see, the bar was so much lower. Like the bar has been raised. So, bro, we have Marvel, nigga. <laughs> like, you see how spoiled these kids are, bro. They they are spoiled, nigga. You they, these niggas came out with Iron Man, Marvel shit. Like that bar is up here. The bar for us was, nigga, we'll watch three three five year olds beat up a, a gang. You feel me? Like <laughs> <laughs> like if the niggas like Home Alone, it's crazy when you think about it. How is this nigga? This nigga six. And he, these these robbers just can't beat this six year. You feel me? It's yeah. it's, it, it's a narrative. That's a wild. That's a wild premise as well. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm because not... this is your home. I'm a man. I got a gun. They hit them niggas had guns. <laughs> that movie should have been 15 minutes. I shot the little boy and I took and I robbed the house. That's it. Yeah. But this this was this what was the standard for entertainment back in the day, man. I mean, kids movies were kids movies. Now I don't even know what a kids movie is. Nah, see, but the kids movies are even great now, bro. The movie um, Coco was oh, great. Yeah, Coco Stole was, was great. The movie um, where the niggas is elves and they magic. This shit's are good now, man. Onward. That's what's called. Onward was good. <laughs> Maleficent. This shit's be fire, man. Like Dennis the Menace. Like this kid should have got the meanest ass whooping. Oh, right? this nigga should have got fucked in the ass and thrown in the river. But this <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, get that back. Okay, I'm not saying he should have, but I'm saying the nigga got took hostage by a homeless nigga. That was one of my movies. You just reminded me of Dennis the Menace, this yo. fire, bro. Dennis the Menace is fire, man. Dennis the Menace was an annoying-ass little white boy, but he beat the shit out of this homeless nigga. You feel me? Bro, this is Disney's, Disney used to get up a whole bunch of bullshit. You remember Air Bud, son? There was a dog that <laughs> I used to love Air Bud. Air Bud, Air Bud was fire. Had, like, and this was you. There was multiple sequels of all of these movies. Yeah, everybody like, played football, you know, basketball. Disney really tried to get that shit off. Like this dog can play sports, and he's on the high school basketball team or middle school basketball team. I'm I'm kicking. Listen, all I'm doing is putting. I'm bringing hot dogs to the game, and I'm taking the dog out of the game. That's all you gotta do. Right, you can just kick the dog, fam. You like, can't kick. You talk about me, the little boy getting raped. You talk about kicking an animal. I think kicking an animal was better than a ch- child being raped, sir. Okay, we're not gonna go there. We're not gonna compare two evils. I'm just saying, you are, you are, you are onto something. The uh, a lot of things were just accepted that that are that that, that wouldn't be accepted now. 
Yeah. But that's my that's supposed to be my half. Um, and uh, the, the 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 I guess another half would make a whole. You know, don't trust these niggas on Twitter, bro. You know, the same people that you know complain complain they they want a uh, a lockdown and people are nasty and COVID is taking over the world and blah blah blah. They're the same niggas, and you know they're shaming people for not being vaccinated. Well, now they're the same niggas that are going you know, vacationing in Florida and Texas and, you know, they're the same niggas that are partying in the club every weekend and smoking hookah and shit. The same niggas that, you know, are in the function on, on Friday, Saturday night drinking tequila with the homeboys when, you know, or homegirls, when all that shit is a super spreader event, you know what I'm saying? Or they want to go see their favorite actor or favorite, uh, you know, uh, musician, you know, um, performer shit, you know, just the shame piece is like, you can't be a hypocrite, bro. It's very hypocritical. If you got to be scared of COVID, that's fine, but don't shame niggas for you when you're doing the same shit. It's hypocritical. So I'm saying I don't like that shit. Okay. It just, you know, say live your life. Say what you chance. Live your life to the fullest. If you want to, if you want to be in a house, be in a house, but don't be outside shaming for niggas for being outside because the niggas that are really outside are shaming people for being inside. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be a homebody and you're scared and, you know, I understand, like, COVID is very real. I'm not saying COVID is not real. I'm not saying, you know, you shouldn't, if you want to be vaccinated, go get vaccinated. I'm not saying people aren't, that million people are millions of people are dying. What I am saying is that the same niggas that are like, you can't be hypocritical, especially like, quote unquote, these blue states, right? You know, like Virginia, New York, you know, California, you know, people that mm-hmm. in those people that are in those states that are like that have higher restrictions and stuff like that. Where are they going on vacation, Terry? To the South. Exactly. Where there's less restrictions. You're going to Florida, you're going to Texas, you're going to Georgia, you're going to Atlanta was never Atlanta was never closed. You know, people from New York are moving to Georgia. People from California are moving to Texas. People, they're moving to Florida because they have less, what, restrictions. But then you're still shaming niggas for what you're doing. It doesn't make like, I don't like, like, hypocriticalness. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the moral police, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit different on Twitter versus everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Can so I, just, I just want the niggas to know, like, niggas ain't fucking with the hypocriticalness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. People, people gonna show their cards and then try to bluff when you already know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, I, I try to not listen to niggas, man. That's what I really do. And it's not even niggas. It's like the media. It's like the celebrities. You're telling people don't do this, but then you're going. You're at a festival. Well, you see, shout out to you. It's like um, I don't know if you listened to Nas's album. I haven't listened to it yet. But he he has a song with Lauren Hill, and she said, you know what I'm saying? She kind of decoded the matrix. And once you kind of decode the matrix and you see what you you see it, it's hard to un you can't unsee it. It's like you can't put the, the glasses back yeah. on. Right? So once you see that everyone's full of shit and people are just saying things for whatever it's and for saying things and going against it and in the media, it's like you can never, you know, you can't. And um Big Gregory, rest in peace, the great Big Gregory. He has a documentary coming out uh, pretty soon, I believe. It's Kevin Hart produced it. Kevin Hart produced it. But uh, 
one of my one of the people I really look up to, Dave Gregory. I, I watch any of his I watch his YouTube videos whenever I'm trying to get recentered. Um, he said it's um fuck, it's like some glasses that, that people put on, and there's 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 some rules once you put the glasses on. You can never take them off, you can never go back to seeing things how they used to be, but you can never force anybody else to wear them. Right. So that's, that's yeah, and it's like it's I forgot it's like a universal lens. He 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 spoke about it in a very eloquent way. I'm not speaking about it right now, but those are the three things. You never you can't take them off. You can never go back to seeing things. You can't see the bullshit no more. You can't unsee the bullshit, but you can't make nobody else wear them. Uh-huh. It's yeah, you know, it's like the this nigga Colty is a little freak. Colty, I'm sorry. <laughs> Colty trying to get it popping. Listen, he's getting pussy. He he out here. He he know how to get it. Um, but yeah, so just know the rules and you gotta you gotta operate by that. You know, so just live your best life and live your life. People people are miserable and they're gonna try to make people miserable. And then there people there's people that are actively putting out misinformation to sway people one way, and then there's an agenda and agendas, and then there's evil. And then there's the consumer, the corporate, and then there's, it's, it's, you know, it's everything, man. It's, it's like all at once. It's, you know, just keep your head above water, man. Keep your third eye open. I dig it, bro. Like, niggas call for lockdowns, and, like, I'm like, damn, my nigga Terry didn't even get an experience of lockdown. They got to go to work the next day. I, like, I never, like, of course, like, lockdown, like, outside things weren't open. Things were closing early. I experienced that being in-house, but, like, I didn't. I never had to work from home. I never, I was always outside. I was, and for part of that time, I was taking public transportation. Yeah. You know I'm saying to work. I was, I was getting on a bus, going to where I had to go and then coming back, you know what I'm saying? And just having to mask up and deal with whatever I had to deal with. So I was never fully locked down. I never, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. I think it maybe helped my sanity and, you know, just made me realize like what's, what's really going on out here. Cause there's some shit like they just, Ain't, ain't gonna be able to stop and i don't know if people calling for another lockdown why would you want to go through that again people are calling for lockdowns bro they're like lock this shit down like think it's like it's crazy fam like it's like do you really have, like well, these niggas calling for shit and they can't make shit happen so shut the fuck up people were people were suicide rates skyrocketing during the lockdowns fam and that was like a light lockdown you know what i'm saying like People aren't really locked down, but like, you know, mental health issues, you know, arose. People got divorces and shit. Like, people don't need to be stuck in the house 24 7, bro. Like, even if you don't have to work, even if you don't need to, you know, work from home. But working from home, literally, like, during lockdown, I was, when things were locked down, I would work from home. Shit was closed. I'm literally at home 24 7. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I, I like I'm saying, my sanity. I think it was held intact by the fact I still had that routine, that work routine. You know, like I wasn't like up to my own devices at home for 24 hours, 24 like, seven. Imagine how you know how imagine uh, like alcohol uh, alcoholism like rose. Like niggas was drinking just. To oh drink. no, I was drinking now. I was drinking too. <laughs> you were was... drinking for drinking just to drink. I would drink. I had to have a bottle a week, and I would drink that joint throughout the week. See, now that's probably at least still manageable. Some people would probably go through a bottle a day. Yeah. 
and that's just in America. Like if you know, if you look at the news, like Israel about to shut down, Australia's in shutdown, like lockdown, like niggas is it's going crazy out here, fam. But you know, uh, Twitter's not a real representation of society. It's Twitter is like the privileged, the the yacht club of social media. But Man, don't listen to, to a motherfucking tweet, dog. Every once in a while, people say some profound or funny shit. Like, I thought we were there for the jokes. Niggas want to be activists and, and and political. And, like, bro, give me the new. I want to know what's happening in the world. And then I want to laugh. Tell me, oh, this is happening here. Like, I, I do get my news from Twitter. But I don't need the opinions. Tell me facts. Oh, you know right. that, that social media is nothing but opinions, bro. We, we discuss this weekly. Well, I mean, there's places where you could get facts. You know, the, there's news outlets and... All the all the trade shit that we got in the NBA free agency, those are facts. We get them for Woj and, and Shams. Mm-hmm. See, there's facts somewhere. Somebody got them. You just gotta find out who and then pay attention to them. Yeah, bro. But that's my that's my little rants, man. You know, I don't I don't think I've got in that bag in a long time. But uh I mean you're passionate. Let's let's get these uh, topics out the way, bro. What's you know? Let's get right into it. I don't even think you know we need to even introduce it. You know what? The biggest thing that's happened in the culture in the past, you know, week. You know, oh, versus blocks, Dipset. We came on here and we both. I, I believe you you picked Dipset too. I picked Dipset. Yeah, and, man. Um, that ain't how it went. <laughs> that is not how it went. Um, we saw. Two three man groups, well technically four man group with Dipset, Freaky Ziki. Um, I felt I I was kind of I felt they disrespected my man um, from Drew Hill. Talking about the fat guy from Drew Hill. That's, That's the nigga that's some five steps, man. What are you talking about? I think his name is Silk. No, it's um, what's that nigga name? Uh, not Nokio. Um, I got you. Hold up. Jazz, they disrespect my yeah, man. Jazz. jazz, you can, Chris, you know who Jazz is. Jazz is that nigga, bro. Jazz is Jazz. Some but five listen, steps. But you gotta give context of why he was getting why Jazz was brought up though. Just because Cisco is the front man, don't act like Nokio and um and 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 Jazz and and my nigga uh who's the other nigga? He ain't even in the group. No, the nigga that just left the group and never came back. Oh fuck, Woody! <laughs> yeah, Woody was out. These niggas was solid group members. Um, but they uh, Styles P, you know, Jada tried to call uh, Freaky Ziki um, Jazz. Freak Jazz is way more relevant to uh, uh, Drew Hill than uh, Freaky Ziki is to Dipset. But um, from the beginning, as soon as fuck you drop, I was. I saw how a nigga holds down the stage at a rap show. Like they performed better than Dipset, and the records didn't matter because the performance was just so much more tight. You know what I'm saying? The raps, they they were literally rapping over the track. They weren't rapping over the, their lyrics. Um, they they went in with a motherfucking. It's like them niggas went in with a Gitsu, and Dipset went in with a motherfucking a toothpick or some shit like it was they were really outmatched from beginning to end you know what i'm saying 
And the unity was a big thing that I noticed. I'm going to let you go right after this. Cam did come out at the same time as them. It was hard to even find them on the stage together. Like, they were not having each other's back, like, physically, like, even next to each other. Like, when Jim Jones was performing, Cam wasn't next to him, hyping him up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was like Cam went somewhere in the back. I'm like, and all the niggas on the stage pissed me the fuck off. Mm -hmm. I wanted all them. I'm like, I just want to see Dipset and Locks. Why is y'all got to be so New York right now and have fuck all these niggas standing on the goddamn stage doing nothing? Y'all niggas can have like, the tool on the floor. Like, yo, can stand next to the stage with the fucking burner, the hammer, whatever y'all fucking call it. But, um, what'd you think? I mean, listen, I've never, I'm not a New York nigga. Never, I've been in New York like once or twice in my life, right? But, you know, I felt the New York energy. Tim's ch uh, chopped cheeses and guns. You know, I felt the energy. I felt the standing outside the bodega for 30 minutes or all day energy. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I it was that, and it was uh, even though we know that, you know, they're they're friends, right? They know each other for a long time, it felt like there's real tension on the stage. It was like Gucci, Jeezy adjacent. Yeah. Like right below know, that. Right below you, that. You know. Jada and Cam were going back and forth at it. You know, Styles and Jim were going at each other all week on social media. So, like, the energy was built up. But, like you pointed out, it was just a different... It was, there was levels, right? It was levels. And, you know, before, uh, versus really about your catalog, which I think... I think every time we do this, every time they have a versus, we think there's an underdog. We think they don't have a catalog. And then they prove us wrong. Right. Um, our first impression, Dipset, you know, I can just rattle off songs. Boom, 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 mm -hmm. boom, boom. And we forget that the locks have been around for, you know, 20, 30 plus years. And they have worked with some of the biggest artists and the biggest names as, as well. They have Grammys. You know what I'm saying? They got mm -hmm. songs with Mariah. They got songs with, you know, J-Lo. You know, but it was it, the star, I mean, I mean, you probably hear it on every podcast, man. The star was Jedekin, so, you, you know, I mean, even a lot, but all the other locks, it seemed like they just, they're still, like, tight. They're still homies. They're still in the group chat. They still, you know, they you know they hang out on Sundays or something like that with their families and shit like that, you know. They, they practice. They practice. You know, you could tell when the team strategizes well. Versus just shows up to play, even though they're that yeah. all stars, you know. This is the this is the conversation we had with Team USA, like mm -hmm. they just get all stars together and just go win, versus teams that have played together for, you know, eight eight plus years. You could tell the locks were just different in their approach, and you know they put on the show. They were rapping acapella, you know they were. Uh, it was seemed like, and they were connected with their 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 DJ. It seemed like they really put the time in to put on a good show. And of course, Jadakiss, like I keep coming back to Jadakiss, and you hear it on every podcast you listen to, Jadakiss yeah. stole the show. You know what I'm saying? Top comes five, dead gate, or alive. Comes out the gate, Cam, you live in Miami. That's how you said, like I'm really New York, outside. You don't live out here. He said, you know the. You've seen on YouTube for the past, uh, the clips on Instagram and Twitter for the past week. Then you would never think "Welcome to New York" would lose to New York 
the Fat JoJo. Yeah. Like, but the way Jada Cuts brought that, Jada brought that in. He said, Bro. I'm really outside. I'm really outside. And then you just had to sing with it. You know what? That nigga is an MC. Like, niggas don't know what that is. Like, we grew up, we saw them, and we saw one last night. These rappers that's out today is not MCs. Like, it's few, it's a few of them that are. When you, when you see a nigga perform, like, you could tell, like, to be an MC, all you need is a microphone and your song. Mm-hmm. Niggas don't need pyrotechnics. Niggas don't need props. Niggas don't need nothing. All niggas need is the mic, and they can move the crowd, make the crowd go up and down. Like, that's what an MC is with the words you say. Because Jada Kiss, how many times did he cut the beat and just rap? And them bars is what niggas are hanging off of. Now, Dipset, they got bars, they got lines, they got all this shit too, but they weren't doing that shit. They were, I don't know, I, it was just, it was it was really, it was a demolishing. I've, I've seen nobody, like, and there was moments where they took the momentum, but it was like, they grabbed it and then the locks took it right back. You know what I'm saying? There were songs, like when, um, I can't remember the song, but there was a few songs when them shit dropped. I was like, yes, come on, like Bill. I was hoping they would build momentum, but they just as soon as they as soon as they got going, it's like a running NBA basketball. Like a nigga when they went on a 20 0 run, and then he was like, okay, maybe they can go on a run. And Dipset just never went on a run. They yeah. never went. There was a couple of runs that, like you said, I think uh Styles was talking about like, you know, I hung out with Max B or whatever before he went to prison, right? And then Jim Jones is like, you know, shout out to those my people. But I'm a real gangster or some shit. And then he did like certified gangster. And then mm-hmm. it led to like a, a Joel's track. And then it led to a Cam track. But it just seemed like they just weren't, like you said, they weren't working as a unit. They were all trying to get their own buckets. They weren't yeah. trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like Chic Luchis, like, you know, people often forget about Chic Luch, you know, but he's a he's a he's a great team member. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's a, he he's he's not your he's not your star, Jada. He's not even your second man like Styles. But he's gonna get you them buckets. Bro, he don't get you a board. He gonna get you a board. And to it's just like to rap with dumb two niggas. You are nice. Like to hang with Jada Kiss and Styles P in a group for that long. Yeah, you gotta be. It's just like niggas talk shit about niggas that play on the bench in the NBA. But them niggas go to a court anywhere around the world. They're stars. Yes. They're get, they're they're doing what shout out to Isaiah Thomas. They're dropping 81 in a pro am. That's what that's what she is. Yeah. You like, oh he's only five nine, but you put him around y'all regular niggas and he's fucking dropping 80. So that's what you that's what people gotta remember. The skills like it's different, it's levels, and like just to be among certain levels, you have to be, you know what I'm saying? Just to make it to the NBA, you gotta be certain amount of nights. Just to make it, just to make it this long in rap, you gotta be a certain amount of nice. And Sheik Luch, Styles P, and Jada Kiss, the lot, bro. They not our era though. Like I didn't grow up. I knew who the locks was. Yeah. But those yeah, yeah. songs was not. Those songs wasn't in my iPod. You know what I'm saying I might have had a few, especially I had Jada Kiss shit because he he had a, a good solo run when I when I was coming up. But to hear them shits go off like that, that's why all them streams went up. Cause then it was like, nigga, I gotta go back and listen to some lot of shit. Cause this shit is fucking real. You know, 100%. I, I, for me, my end on take all. This is my last point about this versus man. I need to start juicing, and I need some pink horsepower. 
So that's what, you know, my end all. You need both? I need both. Because them, them niggas are 40, 50 plus. They, they juice and they look good. They look good. Like, you know what I'm saying? 50 plus look like 25. True. And I, just, and I want to support Cam. You know, Cam, Cam, Cam was holding his own. You know, I'm about, you know, I'm about some pink horse power. What, but but what, did, what, did, what did kids say? It's good. But it's, but not, it's, enough. it's not enough. It's not enough. Hey, bro, we're like, listen, I think people know now to not even, don't even throw. Jaden Kiss is the boogeyman now. Bro. Especially don't say his name. Don't say his name in verses. Just don't say his especially name. Especially when it comes to verses, nigga. Listen, my senior year of high school, I've said this on the pocket. Kiss of Death, that album was the soundtrack to like my second half of my senior like I like I said I was not enthralled in New York hip hop in at the age. It took me being like 16, 17 years old. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna listen to some 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 blocks or listen to some Jada kids. But once I got it, I was like, this nigga is a fucking monster. Like Jada by himself is a monster. Lock Styles Pilly by himself is a monster. She knew by herself monster. But we put them niggas together, you saw them niggas doing on that stage and you know what I'm saying? Shout out to New York. Y'all, y'all had y'all moment. You know what I'm saying? Y'all had y'all verses. Y'all got y'all shit off. The South had this shit with Jeezy and Gucci. Now New York got this shit. Where does this rank in your uh in verses? It's definitely top five for sure. Like I got Jante Austin and Neo, um, Gucci Jeezy, um, Brandy Monica. But see, the ones that I really watched, Luda and Nelly would have been so good if the fucking mm-hmm. technical difficulties wasn't like that. But mm-hmm. easily, this is top five because I actually sat down and watched it. And there's only been a handful that I sat down and was like, watched the whole time. Who T Pain go against? T Pain and. Um, Lil John. That was actually surprisingly good. I T- sat down and watched that one. I put mm-hmm. that in my top 10. But um, yeah, this is definitely top five. Just like Jada Kiss, top five. Yeah, I think I think what uh it's moved in like like top two. Like I think one thing about verses, it's a celebration, right? But you know the top ones is about like the the moments that were created that I can think that I'll think about next year. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. even though I th- I think we're specifically for like the Jante one. It was a John Thay holding a glass. That was and that was one of the first ones. But them songs, yeah, yeah. The songs besides the songs, he, when he was like he toasted to that nigga Neil when he played like a Beyonce like the killer song. I forgot. Or like the the hay, his haymaker. He was like toasted to Neil. Mm-hmm. I remember just Jeezy. Like it's those moments, like those G, G, uh, Gucci playing um, the truth in front of Jeezy. There was so uh, many moments. Yeah. So many moments. I mean, of course, you have all the moments here because it's fresh, but definitely those these moments are going to stick just like a year from now. I think, you know, next year we should just like recap the moments of versus versus the actual competition because that's that's the that's what makes a, a great battle is some moments. Yeah. And they gave they delivered. They delivered. Can't say they didn't. Man. God bless um, Let's let's get this flowing. Um, speaking of verse, we got some more rap shit. Uh, you gotta kind of talk talk to me about this whack one hundred and um and him talking to Takashi and all that shit. What's going on with that? Uh, to keep it short, so DJ Academics, who's a blogger, I don't even know who DJ is anymore, or if he ever did DJ, he's a blogger. 
and immediate personality, and he's releasing his uh, his new podcast on Spotify. I don't know what the name is. Don't really, I don't know what the name is. Um, but his first episode was an episode with, of course, his man Academics and Wack One Hundred. You mean so Takashi? Yeah, it was all three of them. Wait, Takashi got a podcast or Academics got a podcast? Academics got a podcast. But it's and first Takashi and Wack One Hundred. Okay. Yeah. So apparently Wack wanted to go on and talk to 6ix9ine himself and, you know, ask him the questions that we all wanted to ask when no one asked him to do that. Uh, so, you know, they that's the promo. That's where the run is coming from. Uh, that's where everybody's name is coming up. That's the origin. So apparently, for some reason, they were on Clubhouse. And um, for some, they were uh, academics. Takashi, Wack 100, and some other people were in the room, clubhouse, and 21 Savage pulled up in the room, and 21 was talking to Takashi and Wack 100, and basically asked, and uh, they were just going back to the bar, right? And uh, 21 was like, uh, Takashi was antagonizing 21. It was like, you didn't, you didn't call me, you didn't, uh, we didn't talk on the phone, you said you never talked to a rap, blah, blah, blah. And Takashi and 21 being cool was like, yeah, I called you, but I just wanted to, to confront you on, you know, you saying something, telling me like to suck my dick or whatever, you know, how he be telling people to suck his dick or whatever. Um, and they say he's doing whack shit, like he just wanted to voice his opinions on it. And, you know, their conversation escalated into whack 100, trying to, you know, big boy 21 and violate him on Clubhouse, you know, mm. to telling him that, you know, he's a fake blood and, you know, he'll run up on you, he'll run up on him in Atlanta, put hands on him, blah, blah, blah. And that hit that, you know, when shit like that goes viral on Clubhouse, they ended up on the rest of social media. True. So at this particular moment, now it's getting into some street shit because, you know, they keep referencing the, you know, the, the alleged gang members that, is it alleged now? Because they've been convicted. I don't know. The alleged members of the gang that, you know, Takashi was they, they, they are gang members. You're talking about Nantra? Yeah. So now the, uh, the, the conversation of why he snitched came up um, and why Wack is talking to, you know, Takashi either even entertaining this this mess because you know whack 100 is a gang member the pyro and you know he stands by his street shit or whatever so mm -hmm. if you live by the street code you shouldn't even be corresponding or acknowledging uh rats rats so now this back uh, the gang members in jail versus you know whack 100 whack 100 telling everybody stuck his dick blah 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 it's just a whole bunch of street internet shit that shouldn't be on the internet but the point of the story is that we are seeing old niggas doing cloud chasey shit. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I'll tell you how you should feel about it. How should I feel? That Hollywood industry shit is so much, it's so much. It is, but it isn't. It looks like it is, but it's not. And then there's real mix in there, and there's a lot of fake mix in there. It's like it's like oil and water that they keep shaking up so it stay together, right? 
So if you're trying to stand on some principles, that shit is not going to work in rap. And I think, because I, I listened to a little bit of what Wack was trying to say. Well, Wack was going back at Takashi about this and that, and Takashi was challenging him on a lot of shit. Aren't, aren't niggas, if you really this, you're supposed to do that. And if you really that, you're supposed to do this. But what you understand is, niggas can get put in the trick bag very easily. If you have these street codes and you try to apply them to some a place where street codes mean nothing, you lose. That's where Takashi was always trying to take advantage. He's like, look, these niggas are street niggas. They talk about they kill niggas, they do this, but they're in the rap game. In the rap game, that shit don't matter. Because what happens? You pull out guns, you go to jail, you get shot, you die. And mm-hmm. there's no and there's no valor, there's no, there's no badge. All you get it, all you end up is broke or dead or in jail. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what that's what Takashi knows. He's like, all these niggas are portraying themselves like this, but they got so much to lose. You mm-hmm. can't really be running around with guns hunting people if you're trying to run a business and try to be a brand. And he and he and he just keeps hitting that spot. And Wack 100 is like, I Wack 100 is like acknowledging, like, yeah, I know this, and yeah, it's true, but you are a rat, which you, I didn't, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm saying, but that's that's what that's what Takashi explores. And I listened to 21 Savage Mode. He had a whole thing about snitches and rats. Those principles, especially if you live in a street life, apply. But these niggas don't live the street life. Mm-hmm. Not no more. 21 Savage, you asked him in an interview. He says, I talk about the past. I'm a businessman, I'm a father, and I'm a musician. But them codes that you're raised up on and they, they helped you survive, it's conflict. And they're, like I said, it's oil and water and you shaking it up, trying to keep it together. But if it's set, if you leave it alone and let it settle, it's going to separate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And of course, there's the, Takashi's going to say, and the craziest thing, Takashi has found some truths that he's never, he, he found some truths and he says them truths and no one can say nothing about it because it's a truth. I can't sit here and say he's a fucking liar. Rap and entertainment and the music industry is what he says it is. It's the truth. But he was taking the street game and making it, taking street lifestyle and gang lifestyle and make and leverage that into music to make himself more popular. And people mm-hmm. that were with him were playing by the street rules. And he's like, I'm not a street nigga. I don't got to play by the rules. And he don't. He didn't. <laughs> He didn't. I mean, he was he was running like a street nigga. Exactly, but he was. It was fake. It was a facade. He admitted it. I'm not that guy. I don't. I'm not a tough guy. I can't fight. I know for a fact that Takashi probably can't beat up anybody in hand to hand combat. He not anybody. I'm sure he could beat up some people, but these but gang members. How do you get in the gang? You got to fight. How do you how do you stay in the gang? You got to prove yourself. You got to get stripes. You got to go on missions. This builds a hard type of individual who can handle themselves in the streets. And in the streets, you might have to fight, you might have to shoot, you might have to use your brain. And, and but and also he called Takashi called out how niggas are hypocrites because street niggas snitch. Street niggas, sure. niggas that niggas that live the lifestyle have flipped and turned not just Takashi, Takashi the first rat. Yeah. And he won't be the last. Mm-hmm. He was just a popular one who had a loud voice and went global with the shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So these everyone's calling out contradictions in each other, and and everyone's holding on to the truths that they know are true. But 
but you can't bring them together. They will, they, they, they'll come every time it comes together, it's an explosion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every time it comes together, it's cool. You can't mix the street and business because they don't go together. The bit and business is oftentimes way more ruthless than the streets because these niggas is All killing the niggas. These niggas is killing niggas with a with a pen stroke with, with signing papers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying red. We, if that was if you talk about redlining or, or resource to communities and or business opportunities or job opportunities, this this is or, or development opportunities. All this shit is happening in, in rooms. There ain't no guns. It's just ink and paper. So, you know, everyone has their truths. Everyone has where they're calling each other out. And you know what I'm saying? Shit gonna go where it go because men are very egotistical and men that got a lot of pride and don't nobody wanna lose their pride. Uh, Takashi doesn't seem to have very much pride. He seems to just kind of want the, uh, the money, the fame and the recognition. And he gets off on like exposing shit. Exposing Chief Keith is not really gonna come out of the can. Exposing 21 Savage is not slapping you. Exposing, you know what I'm saying, uh, all the gang members as, as kidnapping, you know what I'm saying? Like he's, he, he is, for better or worse, I can say this about him. I won't even say for better words. I can say this about him. He revealed the the you had hypocrisy. He revealed a lot of hypocrisy in the rap. The image of being a real nigga, you can't be that and be successful, be a successful artist. Um, now nah, I won't say real nigga, because real nigga, you could be a real nigga and not be about no dumb shit. About being about the dumb shit, because that's what that's what niggas rap about on song. They, they don't just rap about being real niggas, they rap about the dumb shit. Yeah, and going on missions. Spinning a block, send me the Addy. That's dumb shit. Yeah. You can't be about the dumb shit and be successful in music for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, I mean, you know, that's 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 the more of the story. Five, six, nine, I mean. But it's just uh, you know, someone quote unquote is an OG. But he always inserts himself in shit. Yeah. So he, he got into it with he got into he's got into it with a lot of rappers, man. But see, he's a real blood who was really in prison, gang banging, and he he has stripes. Like he yeah. so his voice will always cut through because he's actually all the shit that people claim, he's really that. He just yeah. he just doesn't have an opinion like you would think. Cause he said he said a lot of contra, not contradiction, a lot of controversial things and 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 things that you would think that a, a gang member, a former prison, a former uh Incarcerated person was wouldn't say he he does a lot he flips the shit on his head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know street nigga man. That's the gang report for this week. That's the gang report. Um, continuing with music, Tyler more class. Tyler Creator, DJ Khaled. I remember Ty, uh, DJ Khaled was kind of tight at uh Tyler. I guess he took his number one spot when his album before the last one came out, and Tyler got on Hot 97 and, and did what? I mean, they, they basically, Tyler just came out and talked to shit. He was talking this shit. He was talking heavy. You know, he was talking heavy. You know, you got to talk it. heavy. That album was good. Yeah, he was talking heavy. And the conversation, I don't know how the conversation came up about DJ Khaled, but it was about, you know, uh, the overarching theme was like, niggas have been calling him weird and, you know, discrediting him and his artistry for years since he got in the game. Mm-hmm. And he particularly remembers that moment, which is, technically the DJ Khaled moment because DJ Khaled made him was you know made him feel like he was making weirdo music like he wasn't rapping and he wasn't making mm-hmm. and trying to put him in that box when 
And and the word that struck me was like he DJ Khaled said he wasn't making black music, you know. But that's DJ Khaled, you're not black, bro. Exactly, because DJ Khaled was like, you know, I make music that you know you hear in the car, you know, you hear in a barbershop, you know, you hear it, you know, in stadiums, you know, like and one thing that Tyler was happy about, he was like, well, he wasn't happy about it. He was like, I know that nigga's ego took a hit. Because mm-hmm. his whole persona, his whole his whole gimmick is we the best, we're number one, you know what I'm saying? I make number one albums, blah, blah, blah. And when you lose to the, the weirdo kid that you were quote unquote subbing, your ego, your ego was deflated. And you you just made me remember even more when Calla was making videos talking about I be in these streets. I don't hear that shit playing in nobody car. I'm yeah, like, I remember that shit now, but uh, he definitely said that shit. Um, Tyler can rap. Like he knows more than just rap. He is an artist. He's a he's a complete like he's a complete rap artist. And yes, John Rabinin, you know, comes in with different type of music and uh, his 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 aesthetic was definitely different at first. But yeah. even then, he was still rapping. He was making rap songs. Um, this shit has grown on me, uh, for sure. Um, DJ Khaled kind of shit has grown off of me. Um, of course, there might be songs, because the artist that DJ Khaled gets a lot of the artists I fuck with. So, um, I think Tyler, it, oh, this is what I want to say. As a weird nigga, <laughs> it's not cool to be weird, but it became cool to be weird. Yeah, right? yeah. So, being weird before was cool, and then seeing it become cool to be weird, it's like, it's, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Because I'm like, yeah, I niggas used to make fun of niggas for doing this and being different. But then now everyone's trying to be different. And this is like, I start, this is like, this go back 2012. I'm talking about just like, as, as my maturation, me not being understood and being called a lot of things, just for me not being like everyone else. Mm-hmm. That shit never felt cool. It never felt popular. But then it's like it became like, oh well, everyone's gonna try to go against the grain. And then mm-hmm. we're like, when you've been going against the grain, and then you look over your shoulder, and everybody's behind you, or everyone's doing what you're doing. You're like, yo, what the fuck? I was here by myself, and now everyone's here, and this is what the thing is. Yeah. This is the trend. So I know how Tyler feels on a level because it's like y'all niggas was calling me weird. Now all y'all niggas want to experiment and do different shit. And I'm mm-hmm. popping, and I'm rich, and I'm getting money, and I got McLaren, and I'm taking trips, and da, da, da. all the shit y'all want to do, I did it just being me and being different and being weird, and y'all hated on me. It's, yeah. it's always that good vindication. Back then, y'all didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all alone. Yeah, yeah, you hit it right on the head, bro. I think that's a re- that's really vulnerable for you to say that. You know, people. Oh did. yeah, I mean, I've made peace with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've made peace with it. I mean. And then he hit on another thing. I don't think he meant to say it, but it's just another, you know, DJ Cali. Yeah, he's put in the work of being in our culture or whatever, but you're, you can't tell a black man that you're not making black music or rap music. You know what I'm saying? You just, you don't have that authority. You, like, first off, no black person should tell another black person that they're not black enough. Like that's anti-black because Black is and black is not a monolith, so anybody can be black and be whoever the fuck they are. They're still black. So for him to make somebody else feel in, invalidated because quote unquote his music's not, you know, played outside, that's one part of the experience that 
you quote unquote think you know about being black or making yeah. hip hop. Hip hop isn't always played in the car. It's played in your phones, played on your, you know, your iPad, it's played on the computer, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of music niggas don't play in the car because one, yeah. they, might be, they might be scared of being looked at as different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I didn't I I I Tyler was I, just I, mad because he yeah. wants his number one. He didn't get it. Tyler took it away from him. Tyler has his last two albums for sure. I've I've listened to them both. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's since uh was it Flower Boy? He's been really elevating yeah man so hey it's always gonna be clashes um i think it's good for everyone to um people and have you have you noticed this there's been like a backlash against the word humble have you peeped humble? this a little bit the word humble what did like, yourself? calling yourself humble like so people have looked up the definition of humble and they've been like it's kind of telling you to like lower like to dim your light and, and don't be so proud. Like, and I've seen it recently. Uh, people are kind of like going against being humble. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I do think uh, humbling yourself, there is value in it. You know what I'm saying? Because then you don't look like DJ Khaled because you want to boast and brag. And hip hop is based on boasting and bragging. But it's kind of like you kind of got to wait for the numbers to come back so you can brag. You know what I'm saying? Niggas brag. When they be losing, that's the thing about hip hop. Niggas brag up, down, side, like niggas brag. Niggas gonna like it's it's, it's based on bragging. I'm flashing. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I guess it's one of the themes of this episode is that sweet spot. I guess I understand the, uh, the sentiment of the word being humble. Like, damn your light, you shouldn't run them, damn your light. But you yeah. can't be an asshole. You know what I'm saying? And, um, have you seen the have you been watching the new uh season of Dave? I don't know. No, not it. yet. No. But, I haven't watched know. any of Dave yet. Oh, it's really good. Well, the new episode, the new season of Dave is uh Lil Dicky is experiencing, you know, um let's say the tri- trials and tribulation of having a super big e- ego. Oh, right. Okay. And not being humble. Like he's pissing friends off. He's like, you know, he's He's being selfish. He's not take, he's taking his friends for granted, taking his people for granted. But he also has this ego, which drives him to be the best artist that he want, he can be. So there's that quote unquote sweet spot that uh, that we love. We love the 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 person that talks a shit, but yeah, it's not braggadocious about talking. Not the asshole like the. Yeah. That's how I feel like the baby is like. I feel like the baby don't like, I feel like the baby is just like annoyingly like cocky and confident, like annoyingly cocky. You know what I'm saying? And there's mm-hmm. people that are just cocky, man. And, and like, I'm not gonna fucking give them one a side eye, but I'm just gonna stay away from cocky people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love a confident person. And it's like the line gets blurred, especially hip hop, where you gotta make yourself bigger and bigger and bigger. But um, humble, having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's importance. So like that's what I've been I've been hearing a lot of people like have backlash not backlash but a lot of people did not like it. I like damn people tell you be humble they tell you to lower the estimate of yourself. And right, that, that sounds terrible. It sounds exactly it does sound terrible. But um, I when I think of humble I don't think that I think of like quiet confidence, knowing yeah. who you are and not needing to prove it all the time. But then when you gotta prove it, you prove it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like showing up, you know what I'm saying? Showing up when you're supposed to show up and always being present. Like not, I, I wouldn't say like 
go within yourself or try to dim your light. But that definition does make you be like, nigga, I don't want to fucking be modest all the time or lower estimate my importance. Like I am who I am and knowing who you are, there's power in that. And, but that cocky and that loud cockiness, I never, I never liked it. And I think no one likes it. No one likes it. But it's like people, but something, but it's like it, 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 the confidence that's in the cockiness, it, it, it gets respect. Like, cause you're like, to be cocky, you gotta back it up. You know what I'm saying? You have to back it up on something. But it's just like making yourself like, like I said in music, making yourself bigger and bigger and bigger is the name of the game. You want to be the biggest. You want everyone to know you around the world. I want my song to sell a million. Did it be the top artist? You know what I'm saying? Or top of my field? When you become the top, and you did it, there's gonna your ego's gonna grow because you're proving yourself right. You believe in yourself, and probably no one did believe in you. So it's like, damn, nigga, I am who I thought I was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but I'll say this: shout out to my man Bobby Brown. I seen it. Life will humble you. You might be, you're very cocky. No one more cocky than but come on, Bobby Brown. That's what I get it from. Like I seen when I seen him on TV when I was a kid. I was like, that is some dope shit. But then you look at the other side of it, right? You saw you saw the first, you saw the beginning, and you see the middle, and then you see like the the. Come on, son. Do you want to? Yeah, you could be you could be that cocky dude, or do you want to be to do this quietly confident and look at him? Look at look at that trajectory. Look at that stability. Look at that grace. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. There ain't no grace in being cocky, bro. I'm sorry. You might have a cocky moment, but I'm talking about just being cocky. Like every moment is I'm this and I'm that and I am and talking yourself in the third person. I don't think it's a lot of grace in that uh-huh. all the time. Like everyone's everyone's gonna have a moment when you do some shit, you accomplish some shit. You can flex. Let your nuts hang. You know what I'm saying? Be fly. Wear, wear diamonds. Be loud. Wear bright colors. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. But it's like the sweet spot. The sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. So, What's next, bro? Um, Real quick. Congratulations to the men's U.S. basketball team and the women's U.S. basketball team. Both took gold in the Tokyo Olympics. Um, we came here on this podcast and we we were a little worried about the, the men's basketball team. We're never worried about the women's. Um, but they showed up. They took the one L and they didn't take any more. And they went all the way to the championship, uh, to, the, to the gold medal uh, game, beat France. Um, and they walk away with gold medals. Kevin Durant, I think this is his third gold medal. So that's an accomplishment. Um, he, I think he has the most wins. No, he has the most points in um, men's USA basketball history. He passed Carmelo. Shout out to Melo. And um, the women won. I don't know who the women beat. Who did they beat? You don't know? Australia, I think. Maybe. Australia, I think. Australia. If he's wrong, he got to be 10 for sure. I got you tomorrow. Were you wrong? I can look. Let's see. I got it. Women's Olympic final basketball. They beat Japan. Wow. Japan? Damn. That <laughs> was Japan. Cool. Japan's basketball team was like that. Damn. 
Shout out to Japan. Um, so Japan took silver for the women. Um, that's it. And um, so let's get to the last thing we talk about. Oh, while we giving out flowers, I just want to get flowers out to uh the queen Rihanna. She's a billionaire. Yes, Riri. You know, I've yeah. always loved her. I've always loved her. I still love her. Um, her artistry. Her now she's a solidified businesswoman. Uh, we may never get an album. <laughs> we may never get an album. Um, Fenty took off. Like I said, I told you last time I'll be getting Fenty ads for men's underwear. So I might buy me some boxers though. I ain't gonna cap for my birthday. I might buy me some Fenty boxers. Buy some Fenty and um, to be for your business to be worth a billion dollars is in a feat. You know what I'm saying? Now you got Kanye, Jay Z, and Rihanna. Shout out to uh, Run This Town. They did it. Congratulations. Robin, Rihanna, Fenty. Don't see yeah. Robin. Yeah, just had to give her some. Rihanna, my bad. See, I'm even saying her name where I'm saying it like y'all. It's, her name is Rihanna, not Rihanna. Oh. Rihanna. Oh. Gotta give her that love. Uh, yeah. And kind of the opposite of black excellence, we're going to talk about white people not washing their bodies again. Yeah, they just. It just seems they just, I mean, from the beginning of this podcast, we just said, just put a microphone in front of a white person and they will tell you all about their business. Uh, so last week, uh, it was Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher said they don't watch the kids. And now Jake Gyllenhaal came out in another interview and said, you know, um, I don't see the, basically said, long story short, I don't see the reason for showering all the time. And I just, let me read you the exact quote. Now, I'm not going to read the article because, you know, who reads articles? But, um... <laughs> People should. Um, let's see. Let us see. He says, he finds bathing to be less necessary. What's that even mean? I don't even know. That's less necessary. You know that you know that stench that gets under your 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 balls and your thighs. How do you not take care of that? And then just the stickiness when you sweat. It's the summer. Uh, first off, I don't even know why people are asking shower their shower rituals in interviews, but that's whatever. That's neither here or there now, right? So when asked about his interview during when asked during an interview about his showering ritual. Jake explained that it's not exactly at the top of his list he finds necessary. Mm. More and more, I find bathing to be less necessary at times. I do believe because Elvis Costello was wonderful that good manners and bad breath gets you nowhere. So I do that. At least he brushes the teeth. But I do also think that there's a whole world of not bathing that is also really helpful for skin maintenance and we naturally clean ourselves. He said... Yeah. Man. Uh the, the joke that I said in the beginning, like, I guess when when they when it rains, that's probably the first time that they body hit the water. That's why they smell like wet dogs. Um I know it's not all white people, but it's enough of y'all and y'all are loud. You're they're loud about it. You know what I'm saying? I've never like washing. It's not wanting to watch is something like a young 12-year-old boy doesn't want to do. But when you become a man and you become a grown woman, like smelling good and taking care of your hygiene is normal. Like, I'm not saying you gotta shower twice a day, but once a day at least. Like, 
once a day. Like, come on. Like, why is this why is this a thing? I just why is this a thing? Where do they learn that the body naturally cleans themselves? Like, what do you mean? Like, nah. Like the body, the, the body naturally keeps itself cool. It regulates your temperature. Um, but naturally cleans itself. No, the body does not do that. Have you ever smelled a fisherman? Or a nigga that work at a fish restaurant. <laughs> like, or like nigga, like a fishmonger, or like people that like do commercial fishing. If you ever smell, I, I had a, a dude that I used to work with, he did commercial fishing for like a summer. He came back and there was a stitch that was like in his clothes that I was like, and I felt like it was in his skin. He probably wasn't washing how these people were not washing, especially y'all to see. But think about that though. They're doing intense labor around fish and water and bait and dead things. You got I'm sorry, man. I just, I don't have energy to, to run it. It's uh, to each his own. Um, I will teach my kids to wash themselves and I will try to surround my people. We have a segment of this stuff called white people's business. That's their business. You know, they're, 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 they're dead set on not washing and sucking the earth of all its natural resources. That's what they, that's what, that's what they, that's what they're dead set on. It was our first segment of white people's business. So. It's up to them. Um, anything else you want to get to, brother? Nah, nah. We can get to it next week, you know. Um, it's late on this side of the town. So, you know, the boys. Like we're in the same late. time zone. I know. So it's late. So it's time to lay it It's very down. late. I'm tired. You're supposed to drop dick off. I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I'm going a, I'm to a do my best. I think I can get some. I think I can get some action popping. I might have to. Might have to get a soda or something, get some sugar. All right. Well, listen, we'll wrap it up this week. Uh, it was a good episode, anyways. You know what I'm saying? We got to the to down and dirty. No, no pun intended to the to white people's business. But um, yeah, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Model Talks. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, to YouTube, you know, follow us on social media, follow us on our uh, audio platforms, listen to the episode, stream it, you know, talk to us on Instagram, let us know and you know, how we doing. Just talk to a young nigga, you know, say so we talk back, you know, nice and we talk, we talk respectfully. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I appreciate, you know, all the listens and then, uh, you know, and all the prayers you guys give to us, if you guys pray for us, please pray. Uh, but remember, on the path to play them, there are three rules for success. Stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and stay dangerous. Like I said, thank you for listening to another episode of Mother Talks. We'll see you next week, man. Peace. Hello. Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart talk is a celebration, bitches. Behind. I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even got to bring your paper out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Look at how I'm chilling. I'm killing this ice. You don't even got to bring your purses out. Be the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house.